And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, this subject is one of massive significance. It directly correlates to our connection to God. It intertwines with the blood of Jesus Christ. And without this topic, we are doomed to eternal separation from God just as we deserve. It's reasonably straightforward. The moment a person sins which is best defined as anything contrary to God, they deserve or are entitled to be eliminated and exterminated. But there is a space that God created that gives us hope. Next, the principle of forgiveness is critical to the Christian existence from the start through the journey and all the way to the end. The word often means compassion, mercy, and reconciliation. From the Greek, we get this, to send away, to disregard, to keep no longer. This has to do with how things are handled. And finally, here is a key to this particular teaching on forgiveness. It is, without question or reservation, spiritual warfare. There is a fight for us to operate in the forgiveness factor. This is not a struggle for God. He has extended to us his forgiveness. This is a struggle for you and me dealing with you and me and everyone else. This is a fight to reflect Jesus, and it ain't always easy. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. That's cool. Live, during the show, right here. I'll get it. Even though 30 seconds ago, my entire uh, Chromebook uh, crashed. <laughs> it's Did back. it come back on? Yeah, it's back on. Okay, great. It's just, it's, just, it's just amazing. Anyhow, you can still email me, and if it doesn't crash again, I can get that email. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can also text us during the show. Very safe, isn't it? 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 
typically people that text, I send back some kind of symbol, something that acknowledges, you know, I do that, you know, about 95% of the time. So if that happens, don't freak out. It's okay. And then also during the show, you can call live 972-445-0770. It's impossible to call dead. So try and call live 972-445-0770. What's cool is that when you do, in fact, call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! Let me tell you, like, what that's all about, talking to Dynamite D. I just want you to have this feeling. I want you to capture this feeling in your mind. Ready? Talking to Dynamite D is like, Ready? Not being in a hurry while you're driving. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one, right? It's like I'm not in a hurry. Totally cool. You wanna you wanna cut in front of me? Go ahead. Nah, I don't care. Just that chill kind of like, yeah, that's right. I got four tires. I got a car. I'm moving forward. <laughs> you like that? I love it, Dave. And and you have to be like that nowadays. Yeah, you do. Just let people go. Oh, just let it go. Move on. Uh, that's what it's like when you talk to Dynamite D. So here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a question, a comment, a thought, an opinion. Maybe you got something you want to share. If you've got a praise report, here's an opportunity to share it. If you've been like, you know, I really should be offering more on the praise side of things. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So it's like, okay, maybe I should do that more often. Hey, just do it right here. It's like, well, I don't know if it'll be very good. Who cares? Who cares? Very good. Did God do it? It's very good. That's your answer. Maybe you've got a prayer request, something going on. You know, we have people call in on a regular basis that just say, hey, I'm feeling down. I need to, I need to be, you know, prayed over. Somebody pray over me. Right, we're we're totally for that. Our whole goal here is to encourage one another as we see the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer, and it is. It's getting much closer. We need to be there for one another. You know, the two commands that every everybody tries to quote wasn't even the last command that Jesus gave. Jesus was doing a summation of the law, and that was to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors as love yourself. In John thirteen thirty four and thirty five, he gave a new commandment. Was that one love? one another. That's what he said. You're going to take it out of the book? And so there's three commandments. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And love one another, referring to the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the family of God. And how do you know it's the family of God? Read five verses before and five verses after. You'll see the context. So we encourage you to do that, to participate. Also, by the way, you can answer trivia. Here's your trivia question. Who, according to Peter, what did I just say? According to who? Peter. According to who? Peter. Okay. Who, according to Peter, on the day of Pentecost, will prophesy? Now, here's your hint. It is not the mamas and the papas, which is a band, for those that don't know that. It is not the mamas and the papas. Thank you. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let me read that question again so you understand it. Who, according who, according to Peter, on the day of Pentecost will prophesy? Who? will prophesy. That's the question. And now here's the here's the hint. 
Okay, and this is Acts chapter 2, by the way. Okay, it's not the mamas and papas. 972-445-0770. You uh, can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email at david at he must increase dot org. A couple things to remind you about, please. Uh, please pray for D. Dynamite D needs prayer. He's trying to figure out things in life, trying to do the different things, trying to make sure he's going about the 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 right direction and things. Wants to make sure he's got the Lord's favor. You need to be praying for him. He needs to have that. Got to pray for Jennifer. She keeps everything running. There is no show. There is no radio station without Jennifer. You got to pray for Don. Don doesn't pay the bills. There's no... There's no airways. It's just that simple. I need you guys to be praying for them. That would be awesome. Also, I want to remind you about the podcast. So I'm going to take a second. We do have somebody calling in. We're going to give them a chance to answer in just a second. But I want to remind you about the podcasts. So the podcasts are not the most brilliant thing in the world. And we don't get anything if you listen to them. And there's no, we don't, there's nothing that takes place except for it's important for you and I to understand that there are cool things of encouragement in there and you can still play along with the trivia even if the answers have already been you know kind of processed through you can still be learning that trivia I would encourage you to do that okay all right we do have somebody written nope nope they dropped off okay well I gotta think that's got to be Samson's he's the only person that calls and drops off every other time. <laughs> But maybe not. All right. So I'm going to remind everybody because nobody is going that's it. That's it. Joanne and Cordelia came back the second time because the answer is in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. If you're looking for the right answer, we want you to get the right answer. All right. Now somebody's calling in. Let's see if they can get it. Yes. Let's send them out through and see if it works. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby in Climax. Hiya, Bobby. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And I, I think I'm going to have to take a guess, but I think I know the answer. All right. And if you don't know it, I'm going to help you get there. But I want you to give it your best, thinking about who's who's prophesying, according to Peter. Remember, it's not mamas and papas. Who is it? I think it's Drusilla and Priscilla. Okay, so what we're looking for, that, so you're, so you're talking about uh, Aquila and Priscilla. Those are two very yeah. powerful, powerful people that actually that helped uh, Apollos uh, in, his, in, in him growing up. But what I'm looking for is what would be the youngest version of Mamas and Papas? Oh, well, you got me on that one. Okay, <laughs> if, if Mom and Dad get together, they have a child. What what? What kind of child could it be? Would it be male or female? Could it be either one? Yes. Okay. So, therefore, that's the answer. The prophecies come about from the sons and... Sons and... Yes, right! There it is! There it is! I was going to get you there. It's the sons and the daughters. That's right. So, in, in, in Acts 2.17, that's a prophecy reference to Joel... And uh, and even though people are like, no, 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 yes, yes, sons and daughters prophesy. That's yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Old men will dream I dreams. <laughs> After you say it, I can, I can remember it. <laughs> that's see, that's the thing is, you just need triggers sometimes to go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, you have a good day. God bless you. All right, you too, brother. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sons and daughters. People are like, oh, all the New Testament's anti-women. 
sons and daughters. It's right there, Acts chapter 2. I can't help people. That was a really great hint, though. Yeah. <laughs> Not the mamas and papas. <laughs> Wait, I got another one. It's even funnier, but it's it's not yet. <laughs> okay, all right. We are so far behind now. <laughs> do you want to break here and then just do a long one? How do you want me to do this? It's up to you. I want to give you the chance. What are you most comfortable with, D? What if do you, you, if you want to take a break, we can, and then we'll come back. And okay, let's do that, and then we can have a longer runway into what we're going to do. So we'll break here. It's all right. Take a break. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made— Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. As with every penalty, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station. 
here in Texas. I love KAAM. It's just such a great station. Um, and Don is a great guy, and it's just nice. You just don't understand. It's not that the other ones are bad, so let's not. I'm not saying that, but I love the freedom that I have to minister, to talk, to change, to do stuff like that. Okay, all right. Yep. All right. Everything good? We all right? Yeah, we're good. Okay, I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Um, do we have a softer sounding horn than that last one? It's so loud. Do we have one that's a little less loud? Can you play the horn softer? The, How could it down as I played? <laughs> do you want to just all right play the play? That's right. Play the warning. Go ahead. Okay. See, that's so much better because when he plays it, you guys don't know it, but in my ear, it's like volume sixty on one to ten. All right. True or false? Elijah prophesied that there would be no rain in Israel. For five years. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must org. We are not, not... Uh, going to do our joke yet because I want to do a little more on the teaching because we missed a lot of the teaching last time. So I, I would like to I would like to do some of the teaching. I feel in my heart that that's a good idea. Uh, I do want to remind everybody we will don't forget to be praying for people. Uh, I came up with something that I'm going to talk to you about tomorrow, but I want us to be praying for our neighbors. You know, I realize I don't pray for my neighbors very often. It just didn't dawn on me. You know, like I know my couple of neighbors and there's like Christians, one, two, three, there's four or five Christians around us that all go to different churches, but I hardly ever pray for them. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's just like, and I don't think it's because I don't care about them. It's just that they're not like at the forefront, even though I drive by their house every day. It's like, you'd think I'd do a better job than that. So just, you know, be praying for your neighbors. I mean, to me, that's just a kind of a good idea. Okay. All right. All right, somebody uh, looks like somebody's going to try and answer the trivia question, which we want them to, right? I mean, that's what you kind of want, right? I mean, that's really uh, kind of important. Are they ready? Are they yeah, ready? Bobby again. It's it's Bobby again. Let him come on. Bobby doesn't get to talk very often. He doesn't get that chance. Kevin, let him get in here. Knock knock. This is David. This is Bobby. Uh, yes, this is Bobby. Uh, yeah, I don't miss them very often, so this one I think I know. Okay, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, even if you're not there, you know I'm gonna get you there. So that's one of the fun parts about the show. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna read the question, then you answer it, and just follow along. True or false? Elijah prophesied that there would be no rain in Israel for five years. True or false? I think that's false. I think it was three years, and I couldn't hear if you said Elijah or Elijah. Yeah, you are correct. It is false. So ding, ding, ding. You got that one. Nice redemption. Good job. And actually, it's three and a half years. That was the amount of time, but you were right. It was not five years, but it was Elijah. So that was good. Excellent yeah. job, brother. Nice comeback. Yeah, it's very, like very in nice. Revelation where they divide up the uh, end times into three and a half and three and a half. I, I just forget the half sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forget the numbers all the time. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> Excellent job, Bobby. There you go. Nice work.
All right. Well, I had to come back if I missed one in all this time. So. That's what... uh, you have a good show, and thank you for being on the show. I, I really enjoy it when I get to call in. Most time, I just get to listen. Oh, well, it's great to have you, and I'm thankful that you called in. I appreciate it. All right. Y'all take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. I want to get into this, TG, because this is super important now. I know you guys know this stuff. It's not like, the, oh, this is new. Hardly any of this stuff is revelatory. But one of the things that I keep coming across, and, and, and you know, it's just, I think in many ways the Christian walk is cyclical in the sense that it goes through cycles, okay? You go through this portion, 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 there might be this portion in your life where God's really increasing your faith. And then there's another portion where he's increasing you self uh, selflessness, where it's more denial. might be a phase where you're going through where it's brokenness. It's all those things that happen on a, on a regular basis. One of the things that cycles back around that I think is really important is understanding, and we all understand how important forgiveness is. I don't think one person uh, really misses the level of forgiveness. If God did not operate with the forgiveness factor in our lives, we would be eternally separated from God and in torment for all of existence. That is what we deserve. There is no earning forgiveness that is a contradiction to the term itself. Okay, it's like grace and mercy. Like, no, you're not going to earn that. Okay, the Greek, the Greek word has to do with to send away. So when the children of Israel, they had what they called the scapegoat, and the high priest would lay his hands on the scapegoat, confessing all the sins of the nation, and they would send the scapegoat, the goat away into the wilderness. That's the sending away that has to do with forgiveness. When God forgives you, he sends your sin away. He separates you from your sin. The scripture says, listen to this. This will just tweak your mind. As far as the east is from the west. Why is that important? Because there's a south pole and a north pole, but there's no east pole or west pole. They're always separated. Get that? Get that? Okay. Just a little just a little glibber right there, just a little thing for you. But what happens is in forgiveness, we receive it, but then to process it and operate in it becomes something altogether different. And 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 11 says this, Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have given in the sight of Christ for your sake. Verse 11, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. For those of you that are Christians that don't recognize that Satan has schemes, he's outwitting you. He does have schemes. And one of his primary schemes is in the in the realm of forgiveness. Now, before you say to me, well, I can forgive, but I can't forget, no, you can't. You cannot do that. It is not possible. If you forgive somebody, it is sent away. It's not in your possession. 
It's not close to you. It's not connected to you. And why that's crucial is because a majority of Christians, that doesn't mean you have to be a blithering idiot a second or a third time, but it does mean forgiveness is genuinely just that, to be forgiven. It means, and one of the Greek definitions is, to keep no longer. If you remember it, you're keeping it. Oh, come on, Dave. You expect me to let it go? No, I expect you to send it away. It's not letting it go. It's making it leave. You have to keep it no longer. Love keeps no record of wrongs. You can't say you're loving somebody when you keep a record of wrongs. You can't say it. It's a lie. And if God kept a record of your wrongs and threw them in your face every time you did something wrong, you, you, you would go nowhere. Nothing would ever happen. So this is a warfare issue, and I understand we, we you know, we you got You really do have to receive it to give it. I believe that's a, a true principle. You can't give something you haven't received. And some of us have received the forgiveness of God to a degree, but not to the fullness. We're the ones that bring things up to God about the past that He's forgiven, and the Lord's the one that's like going what. What? What you talking about? What? And we're like, well, don't you remember that time in 1962 when I did this and said this and did this? And the Lord's like, going, what? What you talking about? And we're trying to remind God. Well, the reason is because we're not receiving from him the actual forgiveness to send it away. Then when we're dealing with people, we're not sending it away. And that's the truth. That's a brutal truth. I know you guys are thinking, forgiveness, well, this will be a good subject. <laughs> it's like, well, sometimes. But Paul makes it clear, in order that Satan might not outwit us. What do you mean? How was he, how was he outwitting us? By convincing us not to forgive. That's how he outwits us. Because everything you have from God is because he forgave your sins. So you can deal with him through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which again is all about the forgiveness of sins through the blood of Christ. It's a war. And I, I, I don't, let's not play the game. It's hard. It's harder for some people that you're dealing with than other people. Some people, I have no problem forgiving them, usually strangers. <laughs> Why is that? Because people close to us, we expect more. We expect them to do so much better. <sighs> Jesus, help me to be like you. Right? That's what we should be praying. Right? Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Today is have a bad day day. I don't I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to. 
Nah, not touch. Nah, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that... That's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked the cartoon. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha <laughs> yeah. and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes. with the, the, It was so <laughs> funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night. As we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then sky divin, and that doesn't sound right. Uh, sky divid, that doesn't sound right. Sky div, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> It was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor Wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770. The truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. Now, this, my friends, if you guys don't get this, I'm going to cry. <laughs> What's that? Is that? That's a setup for this, right? Okay, we're gonna. I'm just gonna. Right. Here's our trivia question. Right. But listen to the hint. Okay. Listen to the hint. How many chapters are there in the Old Testament prophecy of Obadiah? Your hint. It's the loneliest number. Okay, there you go. What a great hint. Is that a great hint? Greater uh, than even the last one. All right. Uh, nine, seven, two. Uh, so Joya got the pow-pow two pow-pows ago. This one Al got. <laughs> it's just like, it's the loneliest number. Come on, you guys. Everybody should get that. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero is the number to call. Two one four two one zero. 8483 is the text number, and then David at he must org is the email. I am going to, somebody is calling in. I'm not going to, I'm going to do a joke, but I'm not going to do it yet. I actually was talking to D about whether I should do this joke or not because uh, it's, 
Well, it's dicey, but we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. We're not there yet. Somebody is ready to answer a trivia question? All right, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you feeling today? Okay. Just okay? I'm going to pray for you. I know, but okay. that's what you got to do, man. You got to keep praying. You got to. I've been driving the Lord crazy for the last year and a half about my knee. I'm not going to stop praying. It's like, hey, don't forget my knee. <laughs> That's what I tell them every day. <laughs> so we'll pray for you, Ben. First, you got to answer this. How many chapters are there in the Old Testament prophecy of Obadiah? One. That is correct, sir. Now, I am going to ask you, did you like that hint? The you know, I liked number. the hint, but I knew it anyway. I, I knew that one you. is the loneliest number that I, you ever knew. Yeah, I <laughs> but I knew, I knew it. Anyway. I, I just, but I just, think if people don't know that from that hint, I don't, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I'm out. Let me pray for you real quick, brother. Let me pray for okay. you. Father, we come before you right now, and we lift up our brother Gary, and we're not going to stop praying for him, so we're just going to do our best to annoy you and ask you to touch him physically. Physically heal him in the name of Jesus. You are Jehovah Rapha. That's what it says in Exodus 15, 26, and we are asking you to pour that out into his body and that he would feel that refreshment and that healing power that comes from you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you very much, and I'll be praying for all of you. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Love you in the Lord. Okay. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, I did not send people up to the website on that one, so I'm going to send you up to the website. Two things I want to tell you on there. Don't forget the ambassador program. People are like, the ambassador program, just watch. If you go to the website and watch the video, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's kind of funny. It's, you know, I got an A from it, so it's not that bad. Anyway, uh, check out the video, plus also a place to give on the website. Please go to he must increase. Dot org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> okay, I'm going to come up with a new one on this one, okay? That is the sound, and you I think you're going to even maybe agree with me, but that's the sound that it makes at the bank drive-in when they're sending you back a receipt from a deposit you made through that little thingy that goes, choo, 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 that little, you know, vacuum thing. With a piece of chocolate candy inside it. I wish they would do that. Then I would use that system all the time. As I eat on a piece of chocolate candy. We, we need help, folks. That's all I'm going to say. Right, just... That's right. We need help. All right. Uh, I'm going to wait on the history. I want to go ahead and do the more, more of this teaching because I'm kind of like in the middle of this teaching thing, and I don't want to. I don't want you to miss this. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we've been talking about forgiveness. We were talking about the forgiveness factor. We were talking about uh, the forgiveness being spiritual warfare, and there is a, an unbelievable amount of spiritual warfare in this. To give you an idea of how much uh, warfare is taking place, it's an interesting process to take this thought, this topic we're talking about, and then apply Ephesians 6.12 to it. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms, which tells you that the spiritual warfare we're going through, this has to do a lot with the enemy. 
This has to do with stuff that he's, you know, trying to, you know, ruin in our lives or destroy us through or whatever the phrase you want to use. I mean, I don't even mind. This story is the foundational story. And the reason I want to bring it up is because the comparison has to be understood. The, 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 the grasp has to be gotten. In Matthew 18, it says this, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I give my, forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. That was his question, because he was thinking, that's a lot. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, or some say seven times 70 times. Do you think that, that you, you, did you think anybody's missing the point there? Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me. I'll pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him canceled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. So you have a hundred silver coins versus 10,000 bags of gold. You getting this? People try to do dollar values. I, I think they're missing it. If you want to do a dollar value, fine. Uh, $30 million was owed and then the silver gold was like five grand. Okay, there you go. 30 million, five grand. There you go. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Already, his response is worse, right? He's physically abusing him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt, went to debtor's prison. When the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he paid back, until he paid back all he owed. Now, here's verse 35 that nobody wants to talk about. This is what Jesus said. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart. Okay. I know we don't want to talk about that. But tough. Because Jesus is tells this story, right? Makes this story absolutely clear. Let's see. Person A has been forgiven $30 million. He finds somebody that owes him five grand. He won't forgive the five grand. Oh, now you're in trouble. And God is saying, I have forgiven you everything from your earliest sin all the way through. That debt, by the way, it's a, it's a, a moral debt. That debt is astronomical, what God has forgiven you. In fact, if you were honest, you would say the same thing Paul said. Even though you know you've not done worse than other people, you still feel like somehow inside of you, you're the worst sinner there is. You just feel that way. It's just like, ugh, I'm terrible. Genuine Christians often feel that way because they think, I know what I've done. 
I know it's wrong. And believe me, when we're talking about sins, it has to do with the thoughts. It has to do with everything. Remember, Jesus said if you look at a woman and lust after her in her heart, you've committed adultery. It's like it's in the inside, not just the outside. By the way, the Ten Commandments did the same thing. If you covet your neighbor's this or that, same thing. And so the, the chiding from Jesus is, look, your heavenly Father is forgiving you so much. You're going to have a problem forgiving so little? That's going to change how God wants to engage with you. Does that mean that as a Christian, if you don't do this perfectly, that, that God is going to cast you into the outer darkness? No. You, you, if you're catching that, you're way too legalistic. Okay, I'm just being honest. What Jesus is telling people is that if you receive forgiveness and you receive the fullness of that debt canceled, you have to extend that. You have to give that. There will always be people in the world, family, friends, whatever, it doesn't even matter, co-workers, whatever, that are just jerky people. I mean, they're just jerks. Sorry. But your forgiveness that you've received from God, that has to be your motivator. That has to be your core. That's what you have to draw on. That's what you have to pull from. Does, does that mean it's always easy? No. I, I, it took me, it took me a, a lot longer than it should have to forgive Ken for the things that he did to me. But then after I started to operate in a little forgiveness, the Lord started to show me that, you know, there's a couple things that I did get out of that process that were beneficial, that were helpful. So but still, it was all wrong, it was all this, but it took me a long time to forgive him. He had already died before I forgave him. My point in telling you that is that that was only me. That was only my problem. It wasn't Ken's problem. And it wasn't God's problem. It was my problem. So you gotta extend that. And Jesus is like, you can't you can't receive this from God and not give this to others. You can't do that. What he's really trying to say is because if you if you do kind of not really receiving it, are you? You're not really getting it. We need to forgive. And there's another spot in, an, in another text that says, from the heart, which means it can't be fake. You got to really forgive them. But then again, you really want to be forgiven, don't you? I do. <laughs> I'm not even, I do. I want to be forgiven for everything. Period. I don't even want to. No, I don't want to. Decide, I don't want to discuss it. Yes, I want to be forgiven. Thank you. Get it? Got it? Okay. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! 
crazy. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? John 7, 24, stop judging by mere appearance and make a right judgment. That's all. That's all good. For 1 Corinthians 6, 2, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? You can't say Christians can't judge. They're commanded to. Here it is right here. Ready? Here's the bowling ball knocking down the pins. Every day as Christians, we have to judge what is appropriate, proper, healthy, and useful. Also, what people, what people we believe we should hang out with, trust, believe in, or let influence, we have to judge that on a regular basis. When you choose your church, you're using your judgment abilities. Bazinga. 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 I love that. Because listen, when you're choosing your church, you have to decide to pick one over another. Oh, here's the key. You're going to hate me. Ready? Here it is. If we have no ability to judge, we can't vote. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question. In the book of Revelation, there were seven letters sent to seven churches. What is the name of the seventh church? Ah. 972-445-0770. That would be the number to call. 214-210-8483. That would be the number to text. Then David at he must increase.org. That would be the email as long as the Chromebook is working, which 
I'm kind of worried about it. <laughs> I haven't had it crash that fast, that like that. So I'm kind of worried that I'm going to come in here tomorrow and it's going to go, I'm sorry, I've decided not to work anymore. I wonder could a user bless you with a new one one day? Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know if I want a Chromebook, though. <laughs> I just want to say, I just want anything that new works. New computer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be a computer computer. That's new. All right. Uh, all right. So the question is, so there's seven churches that the book of Revelation, so it's Revelation 2 and 3. So seven churches are written to seven letters written to seven churches. What's the seventh? Here's your hint. Ready? Neither hot nor cold. There you go. Got to get it from that. 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email. David at hemusincrease.org. Let's do our history, please. Let's go All right, somebody is calling in, but I gotta finish the history, so I'm just letting you know that. So we do have somebody calling in. Uh, today is Thesaurus Day. I happen to be a very big fan of Thesaurus, being a guy that uses words a lot and speaks a lot. I like and, and done some writing. The writing's not that good, but I like Thesauruses. That they're just very helpful. I got hooked on Thesauruses because of my wife, because she was uh, at that point. Uh, a uh, a crossword puzzle nut. (laughs) So that's where I needed help. That wasn't completed. Today is also Winnie the Pooh Day. I don't want to hear anything about the spiritual part of it. Thank you very much. Uh, It's a bear. He likes honey. He gets stuck. Got it. Okay? I mean, come on. All right? Uh, It's also uh, the World Day of Snowmen. Okay? Now, I love this joke. You guys might not love this joke. Uh, I think it's funny. My wife didn't think it was funny. I've told that on the air before. I think it's funny. Two smo- snowmen are there. It's starting to melt. One turns to the other and sells, says, does it smell like carrots to you? <laughs> See, I think that's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't get it yet, Dave. <laughs> it smell like carrots because their nose are carrots. You see, so, okay. You're killing me. <laughs> All right, uh, 1644. I do not believe this is accurate, but I'm just going to share it anyway. 1644, officially first UFO sighting in America. I'm not sure how that happened, uh, since America really wasn't a country until 1776, not 1619, like those idiots say. The UFOs seen over Boston Harbor are described as two lights with sparks flying between them. They're believed to be the same UFOs that appeared in 1639, five years earlier. Sure. <laughs> That's my response. Interesting. That's sure, whatever you guys say. 1908, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. If you ever heard that, Reverend Howell M. Forge, a U.S. Naval chaplain during the Japanese attack on uh, Pearl Harbor, Forge encouraged the crew. Uh, this was, I guess, his date of birth. Uh, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. My mom used to say that to me. And finally, 1948, the original Amateur Hour uh, was uh, debuted. Uh, just to give you an idea who was on the original, original Amateur Hour, listen to this. Pat Boone, Gladys Knight, and margaret Jose Feliciano, uh, and Tanya Tucker. And they turned down Elvis Presley. Ah! Wow. All right, let that person through who uh, wants to answer a trivia question. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm okay. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. 
I'm really, I'm really doing well. I think my wife got off early today, so I'm feeling a lot better about my life because my wife is not doing as poorly. So that's my big concern for her. All right. You ready for this one? I think so. I, I have a feeling you are. Here we go. In the book of Revelation, the last church to receive a letter from the seven churches was called... I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's Laodicea. Laodicea. But that is 100% correct. <laughs> Laodicea. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, Laodicea. So ah. that is it. And they were the lukewarm... Remember, so he says, either cold or hot, but you're lukewarm. And that's funny because there was a lukewarm water system in their area, which is I, I thought was always amazing. So it's like, ah. Uh, do you geez. understand the reason behind the lukewarm? Well, I think I do, but if you want to go for it, I'm totally for it. So share with us. Well, if you're hot or you're cold, you're, it's basically saying you're right or you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you can be corrected. If you're in the middle, God can't do anything with you. I love you. You are. That's exactly right. If you're cold, you can be heated up. If you're hot, you're there. If you're lukewarm, you don't think anything's necessary. That's it. <laughs> Great job, brother. Excellent. You have a blessed day. All right, you too. God bless you. All right. All right, Steven's so good. I love him. All right, here we go. Hey, okay. All right, let's finish this out. Okay, okay. Don't get mad at me, Buzz. You're, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, I don't agree with that," that only means that you're struggling. It's <laughs> not my fault. I'm not doing it. All I'm doing is reading. I ain't doing nothing. I didn't write this material. Colossians chapter three, verse thirteen: Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against somebody else. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I think that's a pretty strong restatement of the Matthew 18, 21 through 35. It's like you bear with each other. And when it says bear with each other, you got to think about that. Really, it, it is it is in our language, put up with one another. Like put up with one another. It's going to always be. Jesus didn't say if you're ever offended. He said when somebody offends you. Isn't that? That's all you got to know. Jesus didn't say if you ever get offended. Jesus said when somebody offends you. You see that difference there? Somebody's going to offend you. Right? I mean, that's our new bumper sticker. I am offended that you're offended. <laughs> that just solves everything for all the woke people. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If anyone has a grievance against someone, if, if any of you have a grievance against someone, if you've got something that you're holding against somebody, just exactly what the word said, do exactly what the word means, send it away. The only person who's carrying it is you. Send it away. Get it off of you. Get it out of you. Get it away from you. D asked me a question. It's like there's a truth. If you hang on to that, there's a bitterness that develops. What does that do to that bitterness? It ruins other relationships because it's ruining you. That's the whole thing. Who's it hurting? You. You. It's hurting you. And then it hurts you engaging with others. Right? James chapter 2 verse 13. You can't. You know, I pray this every day. I'm just telling you, my devotions, I, I quote scripture back to the Lord over 100 scriptures every prayer session. I mean, that's a, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. James 2.13, because judgment without mercy 
will be shown to anybody who's not merciful. In other words, you don't give mercy, you're not going to get mercy. And then it says at the end of the verse, mercy triumphs over judgment. It's not even whether the judgment is right or wrong. That, that, that's not what it says. It's not talking about accurate or not accurate. What it's saying is that mercy is more powerful. Again, that doesn't mean you don't make evaluations. doesn't mean you don't make judgments. doesn't mean you don't pick a president. doesn't mean you don't pick a restaurant. doesn't mean you don't pick a church. None of that's even in play. This has to do with people that have wounded you or that are offending you or that have done something. And it's like you got to have mercy on these people. And mercy is supposed to overcome, triumph, defeat judgment in your own life. It's not that they're perfect. It's that you're more Christ-like. Because if mercy didn't triumph over judgment and Jesus brought all the judgment you deserve to your face, you would not last. But he doesn't. When you think about these words, mercy, mercy and grace. Grace, undeserved favor. That's kind of how we typically will define it. Mercy. Mercy is not getting something you should get. Like punishment. Well, be merciful. Don't punish. Instead, pour out kindness. Because kindness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's why. Number five, by the way. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with spinanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.